Welcome back to the Wizards of Econ podcast. This is episode number 358. My name is Carlos Alvarez and I'll be your host for the show. When you listen to this episode, we will have already set sail on Online Seller Cruise 2024. I hope you are listening to this perhaps on board. And if you're not, I'll be announcing some podcast exclusive deals for Online Seller Cruise 2025 sailing in the next few weeks. So continue listening to the show and you could take advantage of those early bird deals. All right. Not to mention the deals on the price of the ticket, but cabins are obviously a whole heck of a lot cheaper when it's a year out. Uh, on today's episode, I'm I'm riding solo again, and I'm going to be talking about a, a darker side of uh, running your own business. We, we spend what I feel is like an, an inordinate amount of time talking about our, our competition and our competitors sabotaging our success. But in my experience, we do this to ourselves significantly more and... It's just something that's, you know, not talked about at all. So in this episode, um, you're going to, by the end of it, you're going to be able to identify, you know, where you are sabotaging yourself in your business without even realizing it. Um, and, you know, really it, it, what I see is that, you know, the major unlock for almost everyone to smashing your financial goals is usually just right on the other side of getting the out of your own way. Um, the first form of self-sabotage that, and by the way, these are not organized in any specific order. And there's a lot more than six ways that you can, you know, be sabotaging yourself. These are six that I, that I see that are most, um, that I deal with a lot. And, you know, the more open I am about it in the, in the larger our community and the Wizards of Ecom grow, the more people share with me. I see these are the six that people are sabotaging themselves the most with and that are doing the most damage. Um, the, the first one I'm going to call the echo chamber. And that is you surrounding yourself with yes men and people, yes men or yes women. And these are people that they just want to, they're just going to agree with you on everything and repeat back what you say and tell you it's the best thing in the world. Um, in a lot of past episodes, I talk about firefighters and fire starters and how Fire starters are the ones that are like fanning the flames of your entrepreneurial endeavors or your businesses. And, and firefighters are the ones that are usually putting it out, sometimes not even intentionally. Some of them are not haters. Some of them are your loved ones, and they think they're giving you the best advice, but it's actually putting out that flame. They're fighting that fire. So there is a you want to be around those fire starters, but there's a huge difference between being a fire starter and just agreeing and repeating back everything that you're being said, surrounding with yourself with yes, men. I'd rather surround myself full of firefighters and trying to put my flame out intentionally or not, than I would be a bunch of yes, men. And it's very hard to realize when you're there, because a lot of times you might get around some, like in the wizards of Ecom, some of my closest friends, we get around each other and we give each other great feedback, but you realize your buddy's having a bad day or they took some hits in their business and you don't want to tell them, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, it's because you, you were cheap <laughs> with your product photography or, you know, the, you didn't create any, you know, depth in your images or, or whatever the case may be. Like you, you, you give them constructive feedback on that. Uh, you don't want to do it because you don't want to kind of kick them when they're down. So you feel like just saying, yeah, you know what? Yeah, your image is good enough. And it's not, it's not that much worse than your competitors. Like that sort of thing just validating what this person's saying and, and repeating it back to him. This echo chamber is actually very damaging. So um, you want to avoid this at all costs. I've, I've actually attempted several times to, you know, create these you know, 
any chat groups or, or, or meetups that we just do this for each other and we all get on the same page and say, hey, at the end of this, you're probably going to be a little hurt after what this person said because you just invested all this time and, and, and studying and resources into getting this thing where you think is good enough. And we're going to point out pretty much all the flaws on this, right? And tell you why we wouldn't buy it. And you get to hear all these different perspectives. Um, and you're going to be a little hurt by it, but you need to like remind yourself the whole time while we're having this meet that these are my friends. This is actually what gets me ahead. And, and, and try to continue to remind everybody that this is what you're trying to do. It's quite difficult because um, as humans, we just want to make the other person feel good. So I, I encourage everyone to try to do that, to try to build, you know, even if it's a chat group or you just meet up with someone for coffee to um, give constructive criticism. Ironically, you know, people will look for this kind of feedback on like PicFu or product opinion or something like that. And they'll pay to have strangers give them this data and they'll say, this is gold. But when you get people, you know, around you and ask them the same stuff for free, not only do you get better information, but all of a sudden you take it personal and, and, and it, you just get super hurt behind it and you don't want to do it. So avoid echo chambers. Uh, number two is going to be not investing in employee training. So before you're nodding your head thinking maybe you're a solopreneur and you don't have any, you don't have any VAs, you don't have any employees, um, this applies to you because if you don't have anyone on your team, then you are wearing all the hats. You're just like a, an underpaid employee with no benefits. So this does apply to you. And remember, what, what got you here will not get you there. So like whatever training and skills and experience you have that got you here, as your business grows, if your training is not also growing, then you're you're self-sabotaging, uh, whether it's to yourself or one of your employees. So make sure that you're, you're constantly trying to level up your, your skills. 15 years ago when I was doing this, you could level it up once a year. Nowadays, Amazon's like fundamentally changing something once a week. So if you have not, this would be a good thing to measure this by. If for the last four months, you've not done anything to level up your skills or your training, you are probably falling behind and you should. And this applies to you and your team. Number three is um, the mirage of busyness. I, I got this one from an email newsletter that I love. And, and this one is a killer, literally, as this mirage of busyness, and I'm speaking from firsthand experience, will keep you feeling fully exerted, stressed, and, and, and just never with like this peace of mind or calmness, which I'm convinced shaves years off your life. Um, you're probably, you probably have an issue for this if you start feeling unproductive or stressed or falling behind if you do not have your computer open or you are not actively working on the phone. What I do to combat this, and obviously it's going to be different for everybody, but if you don't have a way to combat this, what, what I do is I leverage the powerful tool that is your calendar. I use a Google calendar and I make sure to block out thinking time to, to combat this mirage of busyness. Uh, number four is going to be ne neglecting customer feedback. This is crazy. So there, there's this like, growing but like amongst almost all sellers I talk about when you ask them about you know customer feedback or product reviews anything positive any good reviews they got that was somebody who was wise and truly appreciated their product but any bad ones it was like this blaming them this like mirage of them uh, I see a lot uh, of this uh, especially when you start talking about the Amazon Vine program so if you're not an Amazon seller you get to, with your own brand, you get to submit up to 30 of your products to this specially selected, invited 
group of reviewers that Amazon has. And they're super powerful to get these reviews because your product now has this social validation. It's going to convert better with PPC and people are just going to feel more comfortable buying it. And so it's, it's, it's not debated that it's very powerful to have reviews, but a lot of the people you ask about, you know, you know, are you going to submit your products to Vine? They go, Oh no, they, they, you can get negative reviews there. And I'm like, you know, if, if you, if you're afraid to submit your products to get those initial powerful product reviews because you fear that you're going to get negative reviews, then you should just go back to the drawing board on this product. Um, when press, somebody will say, yeah, you know, this person just gave me a negative review from Vine because of my, you know, my instruction manual. I didn't have one or it was, you know, it wasn't, it was in, it was in Chinese or something like that. And I'm like, well, you know, if you have an instruction manual that's in Chinese and you're selling this product in English, that's a problem. Like, you know, don't neglect customer feedback. Don't neglect reviewers feedback. Embrace it. Look into it. Look at it as a, as a, as an opportunity to improve your product. This is almost the opposite of the echo chamber. So this is what you want. You want to hear this about your product so you can improve it um, and just create a better experience for buyers. Uh, number five is chasing perfection. Uh, a very strong indicator that you have this issue is say you've spent four months or more um, thinking about doing something, but you haven't actually done anything. You're just, just thinking about it. This is the classic analysis paralysis. Um, you know, you, uh, some examples in my, in my world is, you know, the meetup group. I, I should have started it years before uh, the podcast. I've wanted to podcast for like 12 years and instead we're three and a half years in super proud of it, you know, pushing 400 episodes, but we should have been over a thousand episodes right now. Had I started this podcast, even if it was mediocre way back then, we would have been the first Amazon seller podcast, first e-com podcast out there. And we would have been so far ahead. My, I would have leveled up dramatically as a podcaster. You'd be receiving better information. I would have been able to impact more people. So, um, but I didn't, uh, the YouTube channel, I just started, you know, actually creating YouTube type content on there. And yeah, 15, 16 videos in, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to look back and I'm giving it my best, but pretty sure in you know, in a year or two, I'm going to look back at this and say, wow, those were crap. <laughs> you know, those were really bad episodes because I'm constantly leveling up my content, but I wanted to start a YouTube channel over 10 years ago. Um, and I didn't, I didn't because I wanted it to be perfect. I, I, I needed it. You know, I needed my, my podcast and my YouTube channel and, and everything. I needed to be super polished no ums, no ahs. I, I literally postponed doing the podcast, taking a step back to that until I could graduate Toastmasters, which I never did. But that that's how chasing perfection can actually hurt you. Um, the, the number six here, and, and this is one, you know, we talk about it a lot is shiny object syndrome. So this one is damaging in a lot of ways that people just don't realize. So when you see shiny objects and a lot of people think, oh my God, this is gonna be a distraction from my main goal. And, 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 and that's true. Uh, shiny object syndrome definitely does that. If you go to the Canton Fair, you go anywhere else, and you're just walking around, you see all these ideas. Once you learn how to sell online, once you know how to validate a product, you can run PPC and you know how to do a launch and you can put a few of these tools together and you're like, man, this is a machine. I can make money off this. I can sell it as a service. I can do all these different things. It's intoxicating. It, 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 it fills you with power and you can't go anywhere without seeing opportunities. You know, I, I can, I, I, I'm incapable of walking through a, a target and not looking at products and thinking what factory could make that, what the cost would be, what's the name of that type of packaging. You just see opportunities everywhere. And, and that's a problem if you don't know how to say no to those opportunities. 
Um, but the, the damage here, the self-sabotage actually runs a lot deeper. Uh, not only are you, you know, distracting yourself mentally, but what happens is you act on some of these things. And when you act on some of these things, um, I, I'm guilty of this a lot. And it's a massive form of, if I had to order this in like most damaging shiny object syndrome is it. And this is why you have multiple things going and say, they're not even feeding the same flywheel, right? You just have these totally different things going. You got a brand of, you know, live insects, you got a, you know, you got a speaker brand, you got, um, you know, uh, hydration brand, you got all these different things. They have no overlap. There's no complementary skills. There's no, you know, economies of scale going on. And, and you have all these different businesses going on. What happens when you have all, and, and, and even if you don't have different businesses, say you have 10 SKUs, you have a hero SKU and you're like, I need to start adding SKUs and adding SKUs and adding SKUs. What happens is you, you neglect the thing that's doing best and you focus the majority of your time and your resources on the thing that's doing worse. And, and the, in your, your thought process, it's a trap is I need to get this. This one needs the most love because these other ones are doing good. Let me raise this up. You would think that, you know, if you had 10 SKUs, right, or 10 different businesses that you would say, I'm going to spend 10% on each or the one that needs help, you know, I'm going to spend 12% on it. But in reality, what happens is you spend 99% of it on the one that doesn't, the, the one that's their straggler that needs the most help and you neglect self-sabotage everything else in your portfolio so th this is a very damaging one and it's um very hard to get out of it once you realize you have it, you're like well okay what do i do now though i have six brands and 60 SKUs. um how do you get out of this so it, be very careful of shiny object syndrome so just a, a quick recap um before moving on we have you know avoid the echo chamber uh not investing in employee training the mirage of busyness uh, neglecting customer feedback, chasing perfection, and shiny object syndrome. So those are six forms of self-sabotage. You're probably dealing with a few of them. Um, just, just take note of them when they're happening and start calling yourself out on it and combating them. Uh, a book I want to share before wrapping up is a new book that was just recommended to me today, and I'm already listening to it on audiobook. Hopefully I'm finished with it by the end of Online Seller Cruise. Nearly 13,000 ratings. And it's called The Coddling of the American Mind, How Good Intentions and Bad Ideas Are Setting Up a Generation for Failure. So, so far, so good. I'm loving it. I'll follow up and let you know if I highly recommend it on another date. Um, I'm going to keep this one short and start packing for Online Seller Cruise. Um, much love. Keep crushing it in your business. And I will talk to you.